Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Wednesday afternoon, and I'm going to take a shot at the parasha, double parasha this week. Um, Mountains and Masay is being sponsored, it's kind of funny, by three guys, Dovi Elman, Jacob Milner, and Josh Harris. In Adobe, uh, in honor of a chassid named Glicksman from Williamsburg, who we met right outside of Curious Yoel in Chester. As he said, the story is we were there for Shabbos, Dobie tell, reports, and he asked where we're from, and we said from Baltimore, and he said, Oh, I listen to Rabbi Katz, and so on and so forth. So, um, that's very nice in honor of our. Um, so, these three guys are doing in honor of our out of town, uh, I guess, Hasidic following. Uh, okay, thank you, and now. Take a jump right into uh, the parsha, double parsha. As far as I'm concerned, the heart is not in the parsha, uh, especially from a modern perspective, is the massacre of the children. Okay, that's where they say they go Old Testament on them. I don't know if you pay attention, but there's a war against uh, Midian, where God says take vengeance on them. So Hashem says Nikom Israel, vengeance. Like how do you define that? And Moshe does not define the Ramban discussed the fact that Moshe did not define that. But he picked 12,000 men, which means he didn't send an army to wipe out all the Midianites the way Saul later on was supposed to do with Agag. But, you know, take vengeance on them. In other words, bust them. They come to Gmas B'nai Yisrael Mesa Midianim. Okay? And, uh, and, and, and he says over there, you know, uh, I want you guys to, to take these guys down. But he didn't, he didn't give instructions exactly what. They went led by Pinchas, interestingly, okay? And of course they did do that. But they took prisoners. Now he never said you can't. Okay? And to be perfectly honest, it was a brutal business. Whoever they found, Baitsbu al Midyan, they uh massed for war, Savab, against Midyan, Kashir Sibishimashabayargo calls a heart. If that is literal, whoa. That means they killed every male. As far as I'm concerned, that's pretty brutal. Now well, okay, you say it was Nikmas Hashem. You guys acted insidiously. You brought in the Benos Mob, which is really the Benos Midian too, because Cosby was a Midian. Okay, all that we know, all that. Vayargu calls a I just want you to understand that they invaded the country and killed everybody. Calls a and the Malchim Midian, and so forth and so on. However, they did not kill the women and children. Vayishu Bnei Yisrael from the Shem Midian Tabam and Behemtam and so forth. But the women and children they did not kill. Now, what exactly was to do with these people? So, it does say, one minute now, here we are. If you look in Shoftim and Dvarim, now you never know the relationship between Dvarim on the one hand to the rest of the Chumash. Is this said to be understood that this was the rules all the time? Or is this being said after the event of Midian as a kind of reaction to that? But it does say you can take the women and children prisoners. This is really Middle Eastern. It says, um, at the end of Shoftim, uh Mach, you attack them. So it's pretty rough. Like the ISIS, you know. If you capture a city, you kill all the men. 
Rak Hanoshim. This is in the Chumash in Shoftim in, in, in the Book of Dvorim. Rak Hanoshim v'Atafa Behema Kol Shalot Tovas But they can keep the women and children. Now, what do you do with the women and children? It doesn't say. You understand? It doesn't say. Does that mean that you uh, enslaved them? I don't know. Does that mean you married them? How is this related to um, the law of uh, Yefastor? You get it? In fact, that's a big issue some of the, the Farshim discuss, the more Lumdasha types in our Parsha. But anyway, they seem to have conformed to that. They killed all the men in Midian, and they took prisoner the women and children. Let me be exact. The boys, the girls, and the women. Because um, they're usually not fighters. Now, um, although here it's a little bit tricky, because the women had seduced the men, the Jewish soldiers, but, you know... It's 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 uh, confusing. Now they did that. They brought back everything, and Moshe got angry. Said you were too gentle. Moshe got angry at the generals. Who gave you the right to leave these women alive? Oh my goodness! So now we're going to have a massacre uh, in cold blood. The war's over. Having finished off the men, now they're going to cut the throats of all these women. These are the ones who were involved in the Bilamaisa, the Benos Moab, they slept with the Jewish soldiers and so forth. So therefore, um, here's what you have to do now. Here go call Zerchabatov. I want you to go now and kill all the boys, the little boys. Call Zerchabatov. I'll say it again. This is the one you don't want to uh, talk too much about with your uh, <laughs> non from friends. Uh, because he's saying, you kill all the men, now kill all the boys. Three years old, five years old, ten years old. Yeah, think about that. And they did. Well, I don't know if they did or not. I'll tell you why. I don't know if you ever noticed this. And I didn't see anybody who mentions it. But it's interesting to me. It does not say in the Parsha that they did it. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't. How would I say that? But it doesn't say that they did either. Usually, in the Chumash, it's or something along those lines. Don't you find it over and over again? Moshe said, do this, and it went ahead and did. For example, in this week's part, you have the, the five girls. Blah, blah, blah. Over here, when Moshe says, kill all the women, the children, this, and that, and the other, it doesn't say that they did it. But then he said, oh, got... now, I assume they did, but that's purely an assumption. If you're a liberal, then you can always say like this. It doesn't say that they did it. It was too much for them. Um, I don't know. But anyway, it goes on to say, here we go, call Zachar, but don't kill all the boys. Here we go. And kill all the women. Right? Kill all the women. What about the girls? Little girls. Okay? So the little girls you can leave alive. Which is a funny expression. You can let them live for you. So it sounds like uh, you're going to take these women and uh, they become like her concubines or something like that. Right? I mean, it's, it, it, that's what it seems. Hachayu uh, lochem. But okay, let me see. Does Rashi say anything on this? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see it. So anyway, uh, so shells are for it. Maybe you're listening to me now. 
You may be descended from one of these Midianite women. Get it? Because according to this, the little girls, which is a brutal thing, the little girls were carried off by the Jewish soldiers who had killed out their whole families. So here's a girl, let's say, for example, five years old. And uh, depending how you learn that particular pussy, but for argument's sake, let's say a girl five years old, and you killed her mother, you killed her father, you killed her brothers, you killed her sisters, and so forth, and so on. And they say, and now marry me. Um, what does that mean? That's a great uh, relationship. Is this identical with the Afastor? Eh, not exactly. Yeah. It's it's along those lines. Uh, there is a machlokus in the uh, postgim and Rishonim and all that about whether or not the din of Yafastor was achar kibusha aris or not. There are those who say that that whole law only applied, let's put it this way, after the death of Moshe. Others say it's not true. There's a tosus, or whatever. I don't really, but uh, it's strange. And anyway, it's a disturbing partial. We're going to kill all the men and the children. Like, the children aren't responsible. Now, if you want to be mystical, metaphysical, then you say, well, Hashem knew that all the kids that you're killing, if you leave them alone, they'll turn out to be bad news. You can only do like that. You know, like the like the little child inside the uh, the, 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 the pyramid, right? Where, you know, uh, it, it turned out to be Micha and so forth. Right? You know, you never know. But Pashib Shat, this is what they call going Old Testament on them. Old Testament means, in other words, they're very... Uh, 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 massacring a lot of killing and so this didn't wipe out all the Midian because uh, we find as you know later on the Midianites invade Israel in the time of Gideon and it says their number was uncountable like millions so it was some Midianite group is it identical with the uh, relatives of Moshe see it's kind of funny Moshe's wife was a Midianite. And, as you know. And yet he's saying kill all the women, kill all the babies, and so forth. He'd kill all the men babies. Right? And mind you, call Isha Shiloya the Mishka Zachar. What was the expression over there? Whoever, Ashiloya the Mishka Zachar. So, suppose you had, listen, this is the Middle East. Suppose you had Taka, five-year-old girl who was already married to a Midianite. This is that part of the world. Kill her. It's a, quite a business, right? It's quite a business. And uh, it seems quite shocking. And the troops themselves didn't do it. The Ramban talks about this. They didn't think you got to go that far. And, uh, and Moshe said, no, you do. Now, aside from everything else, what does this do to the person doing the killing over there? I mean, nowadays you're being PTSD. If I give you an order and you carry it out, shoot a family, the men, women, children, and all the rest of it, you're going to come out normal from that? Right? I mean, Lahavdo, as you know very well, Lahavdo, even the Germans had to stop shooting people because the, the guys on the German squads that did it start cracking up. And they were Russia Marusha. That's why they invented the gas chambers and all that. I think many of you know that. You know, the Einsatz group and all that. But, he, that's the Havda, but still, this this uh, killing business. Maybe that's why Moshe only picked a thousand from each tribe. Maybe only picked a thousand people of the type that could that could handle this. I don't know.
I mean, how can I know? But it's quite a striking story, right? And I repeat, it doesn't say that they actually did it, but it's certainly implied that way. And it sounds like they married him. Or they took him in his wife, you know, Pelegish, uh, uh, however, you, you, however you understand that. And Rashi, I think, mentioned somewhere that uh, you convert them, right? Kol Harig Nefesh. Anyway, he says he, he says somewhere that you can convert them and 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 marry them. I mean, I don't know how you convert somebody. Um, here's the Jewish religion. Do you believe in the Jewish religion? Which religion? That's the one that killed your mother, your father, your uncle, your aunt, and your cousins. And now you know. You believe in Rachel Mechanerich Apaim Rav Chesed Emes, and then <laughs> you know now join this religion. And if you do, what kind of messages are you sending to your children and your progeny? You see, so it's a very weird parsha, both on the massacre side and the consequences side of it. And what's interesting, more or equally so, is they're worried about the, the soldiers themselves were worried about the coarsening effects of having gone through these massacres. But if you go by the Gemara, it was always very from, they were worried about Hirhuri Avera. No, the, the, the fact that they were exposed to this situation, you know, is leading them to, to fantasize, as it were. The, it's a famous Gemara, I'm sure many of you know it, where the generals say, we want to bring a carbon to be Mechaper, and Moshe said, what are you Mechaper? The Gemara in Shabbos in uh, 64 in Salam When the soldiers say like this, we want to um, bring a, a kapara. We did a sin. We want to do something which is an atonement offering. And Moshe said, what sin did you do? Did you sleep with those women? <laughs> in other words, before you killed them. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And Rashi says, the Yuchosil Kilkulchem, the Gemara here, Shel Maisa Shitin, Liznos is Benos Mov, Shemakach Asisim Bemidian, Lakach Atem Trichin Carbon. Wait a minute, they just killed all these people. Actually, they didn't. They didn't. Moshe sees them bringing back a ton. It's a whole nation of women and children. And Moshe figures, according to this Gemara, that the reason they didn't uh, kill all these women is because they treat them all like Yifas Torahs or something like that. In the sense of, oh boy, now we get to keep all these captive women. This is the Middle East. This is great. So in other words, kill Kulcha You're going to bring back alive and into your households uh, worshippers of Peor. Because that seems to be the big item before last week. The way so many Israel about poor. That these women were very seductive, both in the physical sense, but also in the religious sense. Okay? The physical, that's one zach, and the religious is another. By the way, that's a major theme in the Chumash. It's to stay away from Geisha women, Penyasiris Bincha, Acharav Abdu Elohim Achirim. You find this over and over again. Stay away from these foreign women because they will corrupt your children. I guess what it means is, at the end of the day, who has the biggest influence how the children grow up? 
I think most people would agree it's their mother. Not always, you know, but usually. You understand? Usually. That's why anybody with a brain wants to marry somebody from a, a girl from her than yourself. It's, you know, common sense. And here you're going to have Benos Midian, who before were Mizana with the Bene Israel, although it doesn't say anything ever happened to them. The 24,000 were the Jews. What happened to the women? They got off scot-free. Moshe, therefore, was convinced or assumed that the reason they're bringing these long train of women back is because they want to uh, keep them as wives or concubines now. And Moshe figures, that you take them in your house, next thing you know, you're going to be washing Balpoor, because they're just good at that sort of thing. And therefore Moshe was angry. The soldier's report is follows. I'm reading the Gemara. So he said, not a single person uh, went off the derech. And Rashi says, Lo midas Yehudis. Right? That, no, we, we followed Das Yehudis. Let's put it this way. We waged a war. We killed all the men. We took all the women. We took all the women as POWs or whatever you want to call it. But we didn't sleep with any of them. We, 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 we didn't do anything wrong. Which is interesting, by the way. Because that's unnormal in war. I hate to say it, but you know it. It's not normal in war. And therefore they were kind of proud. So Amr Lo, Amr Lohan in King Kapar Lama. So if what you're telling me is true, then what do you need a Kapar for? And they answered, We fantasized about it. Which is normal. This, let's say it's a pretty girl. I'll just make it so. Uh, or five pretty girls. For what I know, it's 12,000 soldiers brought back much more than that in terms of captives. And so each guy's figuring, whoa, um, that we feel guilty about. This is always brought in all those real frums farm. I was in Israel a number of years ago. Picked, you know, I like things with Nakudas. There's an interesting book called Shmir Samach Shalat. It's actually kind of cute. One of these uh, small booklets. Which is about Shmir Samachshel, you know, not thinking about inappropriate things. And boy, they, they use, and they collect small different forms. They certainly talk a lot about this famous Gemara, which in this parsha, because you know what they say here, Hori Avera, Kasha Avera, that sort of thing. Uh, and so you had quite a scene going over here. You have a massacre, and then followed by a bigger massacre because then you got to kill all the women, then you got to kill all the boys. I mean, Shtel's are far. They went around to all these little kids and just slit their throats. And then what do you do? They say, oh, uh, and what time is Mincha? <laughs> don't, don't forget to say, talk to them. You know, like, that's when I kill hundreds of people, thousands of people. So it's it, it's a strange business. And nowhere is it kind of explained other than the fact that, okay, the women, let's put it this way. If they knew that this was the women who uh, who had done the seducing. Rashi actually says that. Show you my kirin of some zui nichshel plenty dover. All right, I mean, if it's, if you if you knew like that, I can hear that. Because they are the ones who brought the other guys down. I can hear that. But what about the boys and the others? And, 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 uh, kolatafman ashin, ashilamishka zachar, 
So you're telling me that the five, that they, that the five and six year old girls or seven or eight year old girls were the ones who seduced the Jewish soldiers before? It's not mashma that way. You see, it's a, it's it's a difficult business. And what's it followed up by? Followed by laws of purification. You understand? This is where you learn the Hashakalim, uh, uh, you know, called Tavir This is where you learn Tavling dishes, right? You know, Bechibasna, Big Dechem, whatever. Um, like, you just talked about major massacres, now you switch the subject to ritualistic purity and impurity. Um, this whole affair came off very weird because, of course, what it means, then they talk about how much of the spoils go to the Hashem, how much spoils go to the people, and so on and so forth. Uh, you see that um, Moshe is in a bitter mood. Um, the whole thing fell apart. It was turned into a mess with the Benos Moab. And now it was the second mess with the women and the children who had to be massacred. And then, of course, next thing you know, the two and a half tribes say they don't want to go into this, they want to keep their land. Famously because they're into uh, their goods. Everybody knows that part. You, don't, you haven't heard it from me only. That, you know, we worry about our mitten and our children. How's the expression go? Um, uh, you know, tapenum, nashenum, something like that. Uh, you know, they, they worried more about their, their goods than about their, about their families. Uh, which is strange. But you want to know something? It's not so strange. This is the consequences, at least the way I understand it, of polygamy. If you have a nuclear family, there's a guy, his wife, and let's say for argument's sake, three kids, four kids. That's a very tight, emotional situation. His whole life is bound up with hers and vice versa, with the kids. You have all those scrapbooks, <laughs> you know, camp, so on and so forth. Now let's change that with a polygamy society we used to have all t years ago. There's one guy, let's say, with three or four wives. So then I'm looking at everything kind of in a transactional way. You know, these all belong to me. I have land, I have wives, I have children, I have sets of children, I have behemoths. You, know, you get it? You look more like a property type thing, which I think is probably the way it goes in the Middle East today in these countries. In such a case, you can't say we have a tight family unit. You have the reverse of that. It's not like everybody's going to Florida for Chalmoy Pesa, you know. If anything, he's going with one set of children and wife to Florida. The other's not. Or he's going to Israel with another set or not. So it comes a different business. You don't get emotionally invested in this kind of way. If you throw into that, that one of the wives is going to be from Benos uh, Moa or Midian or something like that, or your Fastor, as we call it later on, then you really mess up the situation. Which, of course, as we all know, happened with David ML, excuse me, you know, with, with uh, what's the name, uh, Avshalom and Tomer and all the rest of it, you know, the mother was the Afas Tower. And it's hard to maintain normal, it seems to me anyway, hard to maintain normal kinds of, you know, relations in, in those kind of situations, human relations. 
And so you have a story in our Parsha, which seems to be more than anything else. First of all, it is exceptional. It doesn't happen all the time. It happened once. And second of all, Nekama. There is such a concept called Nekama. Now, we say, Lo Sikum, Lo So one Jew shouldn't do it to another. It doesn't say Nekama's bad. It's one of those things where in the right time, in the right place, it's a mitzvah. For example, here. Uh, suppose I told you bomb Hitler. as you know, or get Eichmann or something like that. That's a good, it's not a bad. You know? You, do you, are you aware of the fact that when Eichmann was actually captured by Israel back in 1960, there were a number of famous Jewish liberal um, intellectuals, Martin Buber, I remember, and others, they wrote a letter to Ben-Gurion or whoever, you know, don't kill him, it's not right. Showed that we're more enlightened than that. So no, the Dana Holfman to come all together. The Torah holds from the Kama. This one is pretty radical in this week's Pasha. Kill all the children. I mean, yes, Nakama, Nakama. But in general, there is such a thing called Nakama. I remember years ago, uh, I was ta- I had a student of mine who went to his, I was teaching high school, and one of the kids went off to Yeshiva and came back a year later. That was the time when Baruch Goldstein shot all the Arabs in the back in that mosque. And uh, everybody condemned it because it's a bad thing. And this guy brought me back a book from the pro Baruch Goldstein types. And it was something like Caduceus on the coma or whatever. And like, whoa. Uh, you know, the, the, it goes to how dangerous these concepts are. The Kom Nikmas Hashem. If you're doing it, you know, within the narrow confines, that's a command or something like that. Let me put it this way. Suppose you were one of the 12,000 soldiers. If you go and listen to things, you say, listen, if Moshe told me, okay, you know, like I said before, if God tells you to do it, you do it. If God tells you, go shech your family, God forbid, you know, you do it. Avram was ready to, to shech the Yitzhak. But absent that, no. So you can't be Madame and Milsa Milsa because Moshe said, shoot all the prisoners. Therefore, the Israeli army, they should shoot all the prisoners. You know what I'm saying? You can't think like that. But of course, Rabbi Americana would probably disagree with me. So you end up, as far as I'm concerned, with a very uh, disturbing, or maybe I should put it this way. Not easy to understand uh, story here. Uh, the other parts about the 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 the, the, the Arts and, and the B'nai, you know two and a half tribes and that's not so hard to understand. But this is the hard one to understand. Uh, if you want to look at the Mefarshim from this week, that's the way to go. Although I'll tell you again, you know I look now just for this in Shabbos, and I see they all get around because Tosu says like this. What well, was Moshe angry at them? You can have a dinner with your fast Torah, right? And he said, you violate some other mitzvahs. I say, there's a, there's a toast sofer, apparently in that tosis, by the way. And Samach Dal Amal, which is interesting, I saw it. But whatever the case is, it's a uh, very unusual kind of art. And it goes to show you, war has like inescapable consequences. You understand? In fact, it could be that... Um, when it says hidden in Yosin's Brisi Shalom, this is a very, very firm interpretation. Brisi Shalom, God is promising uh, Pinchas, you know, you won't have Hiwurim or something like that. Because he had to walk into them while they were doing it and stab him over there. You think I'm kidding? There's like a. Uh, I saw it in this book here. I remember I highlighted years ago. Listen, it's from No Melamelch. All right, No Melamelch. But still, 
you know, he's going to be super from, from, from. And when he, this, this is amazing. The very Hasidic, you know, no Melech Melech, I don't have to say anything. Uh, from, from, from. He's going to say, Iker Kavonis Habari Yisparach Benik Minyan. The main idea about taking the common minion, Hayamachmas Godel Hamachshavas Vahirhurm Haroim, Shenesavel Yisrael, Ayyadam Badabram Basibra Maisa the Poor, the Maisa the Cosby. Here it says, because the, the very Hasidic interpretation, I mean that in the real super Hasidic sense, Gedolia Hasidis, which means Moshe had, according to this interpretation, the Jews in the desert had 40 years of just being under Moshe. And they lived a pretty, uh, what's the right word? Chaste life. To use modern expression, they had no TV, no internet. Different, they never heard of porn. They never heard of it. And now came a porn vart, namely, oh, do you know what the Benos Mov were doing? And the guy starts describing it somewhere. Do you know what Cosby actually did? How she won the guy over? See, what I'm talking about now is exactly what the Monomel says, that you should stay away from that. That the very parsha itself is kind of like lascivious, you understand? Introduces bad machshavas. I'm so angry. He said, I had, you know, 40 years in the desert surrounded by clouds, if you go with this word, you know, living on Nisim. And then these guys introduced, you know, X-rated into Jewish life. And once it's there, you can't get rid of it. He said, once it's there, you can't get rid of it. And everybody who's a parent or something like that knows that one of the, you, you want to hold on to the innocence of your children as long as it's possible. You know, depending where you live, it's not so possible all the time. But it's it's a shame. And uh, and that's what you see where the issue is at hand. This would have inflamed the anger of Hashem, according to this word, and therefore of Moshe, and therefore of the, of the massacre that took place afterwards. As I said, these are just some disturbing thoughts. Uh, that are there. Anyway, on that note, I wish you all a uh, good week. I want to thank the sponsors again. And here we go. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.